past 50 years have seen dynamic shifts in the societal attitudes towards female autonomy, divorce, reproductive rights, and the very definition of marriage. Along with it, more and more people are making the conscious choice to live their lives child-free. We're here to unpack the complexities of this life choice and say the things that we can't say anywhere else. Greetings. Welcome to another episode of... Not Just... Sleeping In. I'm Lee. And I'm Tiger. And each week we gather in our secret child-free compounds and discuss all things about this pretty crucial life choice that we've made. This week, the pathologization of the child-free... But Ooh, first, heavy. yes, yeah. But first, Lee, how late did you sleep in? Oh man, I'm listen. Back in terra firma, back home on the West Coast, but I'm already back at work, getting up way too early uh, this week. I, I think the the latest was like six thirty, and that was even on a day off. Like the the get up and do stuff alarm went off in my head, and I had to just jump right into it. So, yeah. Uh, Oh How God. about yourself, um, I Tiger? Slept, I slept until 9 a.m. yesterday. Ooh, it was yeah. Saturday. Fantastic. It was great. Um, yeah. Not not pulling my usual numbers, but, you know, I'm a farmer now, so. Yeah. So, yeah, I have friends, all uh, listeners, child-free uh, compound owners the world over, thank you all for your patience. We did, uh, life got really lifey for a minute. <laughs> and and uh, we had to sort our shit out. Uh, but, yeah, the the dreams of the, the compounder becoming a reality for Tiger, which is super exciting. Yeah, yeah. Uh, moved into a new house and... Um, that house came with 11 acres and a giant ass barn and I got some bees and yeah, so it's, it's happening. It's happening. Um, so exciting. Yeah, it, it really is. Um, but that'll be for another episode. I think, um, this sure. one's heavy and I'm not sorry about it. Uh, <laughs> yeah. welcome back. Now be sad. Uh, but, <clears throat> uh, it's something that's come up for me recently and I wanted to talk about it. So uh, when people find out about our choice to be child-free, there's a tendency, I think, to treat it as dysfunctional or abnormal or like somehow tied to trauma. And Mm -hmm. part of me wanted to talk about countering these assumptions, but also kind of more importantly, why are we pathologized in the first place? And is it intentional for some people? Like, are they purposely making, you know, like, do they purposely feel like we're messed up? Or is it just social conditioning? Um, and like I said, this came up because a friend was talking about, um, a friend of mine who who is a parent, uh, we were on like a group chat online and they were kind of wondering why anyone would have a disdain for children after reading a story about a child-free person asking about how to interact with their friend's kids. Um, and, and I kind of stepped in, yeah, like I stepped in to just like say my piece and it's not that I was offended or anything. It was just like, Hey, here's another way of thinking about it. Um, I, I don't think it's a bad thing for someone to ask for help about dealing with the children of their friends if it's not something they're comfortable with. In fact, we need to, like, normalize this. Yeah. But then she turned it around on me, and I got, uh, you know, I got the third degree. You know, why don't I have children? Did something happen to me to make me feel this way? Wow. Um, and it was just so weird because it's like, why is that? why is that the common response? Like, why is it that there must be something wrong with me? Yeah. For making a choice that's, like, pretty neutral. Mm -hmm. Like, 
I don't know. Kids are hard. Like, I don't make all the hard choices. Right, because, uh, and I'm trying to remember, Tiger, when you first um, kind of shared this story with me when we were both kind of like, what the fucking about it. Um, this person is in the medical field or like the, was some sort of mental health stuff or like, was there that component as well? I'm trying to remember that like they really dug in on the yeah so they're not like a mental health provider but they're someone i think with uh, advanced degrees in psychology right oh, right and and again i don't think i don't think it was a we'll get into this a little bit more later i don't think her intention was malicious sure at all i just yeah. think it's so interesting that um there's not a world in which this decision wasn't there's not a scenario in which this decision would have been a neutral one for her and so right. she kind of put that on me. I have actually had a. Th- I actually did have to set a boundary and I, with my therapist, whom I loved. Yeah. But there was one time she said something that made me feel really bad. Like, oh, I must be broken for being child free. And I like stewed on it for like a week, and sure. we talked about it. And again, it was not intentional on her part. And so bringing it to her attention. Like we talked it through and it was like a good therapy lesson on how to make it, you know, you know, therapists right. love that when you, you draw healthy boundaries. And, but yeah. I think, I hope it made her a better therapist going forward. I mean, she was already great, but like, you know, open her mind a little bit. So, yeah. cause yeah, it's cause, weird that it, has this happened to you? Uh, you know, it, it real, the interesting thing that I find that I'm, I'm trying to struggle with when you brought this up is like very recently I'm in a new work environment again, you know, in the, in the kind of constantly carny life of jumping into new groups of people. Um, I'm in a new environment. I'm working with people that maybe I've worked with before, but we're getting to know each other better. Um, and two of my, like my immediate boss and then my boss right above that, the three of us were all talking about really trying to get out of that office and, he, the producer, is a little older, but has a baby, you know, which is like, you know, hey, that's the the Hollywood exception to the life script, right? You have like a, a, a gray haired person on wife number two or three uh, who's really trying to get home for baby spa, right? That's the whole that's the the office wide. We all know what baby spa is, right? Like we really <laughs> got to get producer X home for baby spa. And then, you know, my immediate boss, uh amazing uh ad was saying like well yes i have to take my child to school in the morning and like everyone's comparing all of their parental obligations in the workplace and then everyone turns and looks at me who's the new guy and uh and it was there's very much this moment of just like yeah i don't have any of that and everyone kind of scrunched their face and for me i was just like yeah never wanted them i don't know something's weird with me i guess like i i volunteered it tiger yeah that was the fucked up thing is like i was so ready just to get us past the moment that i just path i i i fully just said oh yeah i'm a monster and for me this also like will compound and again it's not the focus of this but like well discussed on the podcast i i'm missing the thing with with animals a lot of the time some of them are cute and i do it but like someone throws like a picture of a cute dog in your face and you're like okay that's a dog and they're just like really where's the for those of you that are worried though 
Lee yeah. did ask me for pictures of turkeys having sex earlier today, so he Listen, really does care about animals. I do care about wildlife. It's just it's just got to be something weird and interesting. <laughs> but you know, in like every horror movie, yeah, has painted like the first act of every child that's going to go on to be a serial killer is to like kill the neighborhood dog, right? So I must be a complete sociopath. Far, right? far cry from I don't want to take care of this thing to I want to murder this thing. Oh, you I, know, must be, I, I must be a secret murder man. Like I must yeah. be a secret monster person. So totally yeah, but weird. like, yeah. And it's, it's such a reaction that you're waiting for other people to do it at some point. You do it yourself, which is equally as fucked up, right? Like, yeah. It's, but I mean, I've done it too. It's not because it's like you, you want to seem normal and children like having children is normal yeah and it's just so weird like it's yeah it's just so weird that this is such a common response because it's it's like a really like the choice to have kids is a really big deal like it shouldn't just be assumed i don't like I don't choose to take on other large responsibilities in my life without deep consideration. And I don't expect other people to do, to do that either. You know, like, yeah, it'd be like, it'd be like going around asking people why they don't own their homes or like why they're still renting. It's just like, why would you, you don't know their circumstances. And like, these are all really big questions. I also get that one too all the time as someone who's still renting. <laughs> like and it's just like leave me alone. Like I'm I love my life. I'm very happy. Like what? And they're like, "But what about equity?" And I'm like, "It's fine." Like I've 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 stopped following a lot of the life scripts. I think I'm good on this one too, but like that one do- comes that that one's like, "Oh, well you're just stupid." Whereas the child-free one is like is there some Oh, giant- you're broken. You're broken. Who hurt you? Um, what are, why are you incapable of love? Why don't you want to feel the ultimate joy of life? Like, yeah. And it's always on us to prove that not only is it not a big deal that we don't want kids, it's not pathological, but also don't worry. I like kids. I'm not hateful. I'm not a hateful freak. Like, oh yeah. Not liking children is very separate from not having them in the same way that not Liking animals as a whole is very different from not having pets. Like, yeah. And even if, even if someone doesn't like children, like, cool. I'm so happy you're not a parent. (laughs) I meet so many parents and, and like teachers and stuff that truly do not like and should not be around children. And they're like, yeah, well, I like my own kids or whatever. And it's like, yeah, that's not enough. Like they have to interact with people. Yeah. Yeah, Uh, yeah. it's funny, as we're, uh, things, the world is opening back up and vaccinations and everything else, like I'm starting to, my partner and I are seeing a lot on, you know, on Instagram and things, the, the rise of the, like, um, the child birthday party that we're not invited to. (laughs) And particularly after a year in lockdown and wanting to see a lot of our friends, it is a little, there's a real sting there. And again, several times recently, it's been like, oh, well, Lee hates kids. Like, that's just been the default to other people. And then, like, I will hear about it some other. And I'm like, I don't. How many times do I have to, like, really get it, get out in front of this and say, like, I, it's not hatred. It's just, like, 
disinterest and like prolonged responsibility regarding like that's like a, a yeah. more complicated idea but like i'll i'll sit at i'm you know i'll get up early and sit at a park and roll my eyes a little if it means like we get to actually maintain our relationship together you know like yeah. and that's okay yeah. like there's there's nothing actually wrong with that response like you can feign passive disinterest in any other aspect of life yeah. But the minute it's about, like, you could do it for someone's spouse, you could do it for someone's parents, their siblings, but the minute it's their children, you're a bad person. And I just, I don't know, like, I just wish, yeah. I, I've been trying to kind of dig a little deeper, and, mm-hmm. like, for every time someone asks me why, I've been asking it back. Not necessarily yeah. to them, but kind of thinking about it, like, why are they asking this, you know? And, like, I, I don't know. I've, as per usual, I've created mm-hmm. a list of these reasons. I love a list. And I just... Let's do it. Yeah, like, let's level set. Help me know that I'm not crazy. Add add to the list. You, Lee, and our listeners. I don't know. So here's where we're at. Um, I, I mean, obviously, deviation from the norm is always pathologized at first. Like, sure. you know, it's like women wearing pants. You know, people are just like, eh, but it's actually right. fine. Yeah, um, and I, I'll still with the 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 immediate pathologization against the norm. I think that weirdly, as a lot of other things, it's it you can't really call into question anymore. Like as we're working on, you know, it's still a lot of well, a lot of work to be done on orientations and 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 sexual preference, like and and racial things. As as we're really teasing those out, there's a couple things that I find that weirdly, you know. The, ring a bell for this one coming up again but i think that like weight is another one that falls into this where all that is also immediately pathologized right like yes like, it's like what's wrong with you, you weigh, why do you yeah yeah why like, have you chosen not to do anything about this and it's like well you don't know and also right. fuck you yeah um, and maybe there's a good reason and maybe not and maybe it doesn't actually you know like the 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 fucked up thing with the the whole child free choice of it all is that like there could be very good reasons, you know, but like it's the immediacy of the pathologization of it that's like that's really a, kind of offensive. Like the there's assumption an entitlement. of entitlement. Yeah, there's yeah. an entitlement there too, where it's just like I, you don't. Why do you get to know this? Like, yeah, how dare you? <laughs> and then um, the other one is kind of like we talked about earlier, conflating not wanting kids with not liking kids or being inhumane or lacking compassion. And I think, again, like people need to separate that out. You know, it's there's no inherent humanity in pooping out a kid. It doesn't make you a better person. And we talk about this a lot. Yeah. Um, yeah. And it doesn't necessarily make you very good at it or humane at it or like, you know, like pour one you know pour one out for the child of every terrible parent in the world you know what i mean like it's it's so funny because like and i think as as we are coming to our generation is coming to accept some compassion uh for the 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 heaviness and the beleaguered nature of parental responsibility you know like we're trying to give them compassion it's very hard to be a good parent like it's very hard to care about these little shit bags when they're a pain in your ass all day and you're like cool well i'm opting out of that and they're like you're a monster and it's like the immediacy of that like hey i'm trying really hard like again my partner and i 
when you're out at a restaurant and a two-year-old is throwing something and screaming, we're the first people to say, like, that two-year-old is acting like a two-year-old. Therefore, I am not necessarily annoyed by it because I expect it to do that. And, like, the parent's the one freaking out of, like, oh, my God, I'm so sorry. I'm a terrible parent. They're a terrible kid. What's going on here? And it's, like, if anything, I've – the that level of detachment – is more often than not of I'm giving you compassion. I am sh- I am being humane. I am showing you compassion. So why am I automatically painted with a brush of inhumanity when more often than not, like m- my data set and expectation levels are much more open minded because I don't expect the kid to do much. Like yeah, gah yeah <laughs> yeah, and I think a big one. Yes, <laughs> yes to all of that. And another reason I think that I get, I, I think that there's friends that would never admit to this, but it's like very clear that they're, they're afraid of being judged for their own choices to be a sure. parent or to be as involved, you know, to be the type of parent that they are or whatever. And it's like, I don't, I don't care. I just wish you didn't care as much about me. Like, yeah, whatever you want to do with like the, whatever kind of family you want to create whatever kind of world you want to build for yourself is fine with me as long as you're, you know, not being a shitbag. And right. I don't, I don't care. So why, why do you, you know, I just, it's right. that, that fear of being judged. And it's like, I don't actually think that I, I don't be, I think maybe because I'm child free and maybe you feel this way too someone's parental status or lack thereof doesn't factor into my opinion of them as a person. Yeah. So it's like, I actually don't care about this part of your life. (laughs) I'm not judging you for it. Uh, Yeah. I will if you believe in hitting children. Sure. (laughs) Like, that's the extent of it, really. I, I mean, I will get a little judgy. And again, I brought up to the, like, uh, it's the, like, Disneyland t-shirt most expensive day ever thing that I think I've mentioned on yes. the podcast again. That I will judge a little bit because then it's like, you know you had, maybe you didn't know you had options, but, like, you know you had options. But to, like, willingly buy into this thing and not be enthused about it and then try to want compassion for being a terrible parent is, that's the one thing that maybe yeah. I will judge you on. But again, it's like, it, we get, it, it's this weird double double think directed at us of like like we're not inherently the cool kids i mean sure like we're gonna probably stay out we're gonna probably be more invested in our hobbies we're gonna probably travel more you know what i mean like that comes with the territory it doesn't have to no but it can but it like but somehow like we're both like weird deviants who are really not doing what we should and not pulling our weight and like the cool kids that are being envied a little bit for our freedom and ability and money and all the other bullshit, real or imagined. And it's like, you got to kind of pick one here. Cause like, and yeah, again, is it, is it just that it's a mirror back at you to like really, you know, and, and more and more, I've had one or two people come up to me recently and kind of, you know, maybe two whiskeys into like a, a wrap dinner or something say, you know, I don't know if I'd have done, you know, given it over to do again, have actually confessed to me. Maybe like, I don't know if I would have. And you're just like, yeah, okay. I don't know what to do with that. Um, but you know, yeah. I realize societal pressures, blah, blah, the whole thing. But like, and like, sure. Feel the regret. Like, yeah, you know, 
we all have things, we all make choices in life and that closes the path, like the doorway to other paths. And it's okay to wonder what if. It's okay to say, hey, I might have chosen differently had I known. And that doesn't make you a bad person any more than us saying we didn't choose that path yeah. doesn't make but us bad people. I didn't set out in my day to be a walking reminder of every bad decision you made. Like I really did. Yeah, exactly. I'm just doing my like, own that's thing. Not a- <laughs> I'm not having I'm not child free at anyone. I'm child oh, yeah. free for myself. <laughs> just just at people. Yeah. Look at you and your your freedoms and your amazing marriage and yeah. life and loft. Like I, Right. And I think that uh, weirdly I think that's it, it, it ties that ties a little bit into in the in the kind of cr- trans you know uh transactional and, and, and cross nature of some of this stuff like hey happy pride, right? I think that's part of people's very visceral reaction, conservative people's very visceral reaction to pride. Yes. Is that is is rooted in a very similar idea. Is this idea of like those people are really just being themselves, but they're seeing that that it, it functions to them as some weird mirror back to them. Of yes. like those not people, getting those, Yeah, the don't shove it in my face people. And it's like yeah. people are allowed to love one another. And celebrate that. Hide that. And yeah. celebrate yes, and, and celebrate having something good in this life. I'm sorry you don't see that or that yeah. you feel attacked. They're not doing it at you. Yeah. Like no one's making out at other people. I mean, maybe they are. I don't know. Maybe but they are. Not in this <laughs> context. Yeah. But at that point, it's usually like with a, a sly look out of the side of like, hey, this might be a buffet and there might be room for one or two more people here. You know? Yeah. Like. <laughs> and even then, no, ju- you know, you shouldn't judge. You should get on that unless it's not yeah. your thing. And then you should just politely walk away and go have a drink, you know, and call me titties. <laughs> <laughs> and then like, yeah. As far as the other reasons, it all just comes down to like, I mean, again, tying this back into the pride month of it all, the religiosity, the patriarchy, and then some people are just buffoons and it's like genuine curiosity misexpressed, Yeah, you know, like uh, some people are just like, some people want to know and it's not that they're pathologizing it on purpose. They're just, I mean, it's it's kind of like dealing with gender. Sometimes you put your foot in your mouth and you have to, you have to learn. Well, What's the, the the funny thing for me, though, is there is and I'm a curious person by nature. I think you are as well. But like when you recounted your initial story that kicked this whole thing off to me, as you guys are presumably in like a hangout game night situation, like the thing that really blew my mind is is the how immediately like the brakes were put on and how like we really had to like address this immediately and like she's diving for like a sociology 101 textbook to try to flip through. you know what i mean it's like like it's the record scratch like the night the flow of the night has been paused until we can really get to the bottom of tiger and that to me is like yeah because sometimes people there there's a difference it's twofold right because you have the buffoon who's like oh that's a weird thing i don't understand ha huh. and then you can kind of breeze past that but the person who the intellectual who really wants to like dig down when it's like, I don't know, go, go read a book. And the funny thing is like, you see this get brought up in a lot of race conversations too. Uh, you know, or, um, I, I, or gender conversations, or gender yeah. conversations, like go read a goddamn book or even yeah. like look up a YouTube video, you know, maybe not yeah. one with a Q in it, but like 
Look for sure. sources. There's Unless weight, that like, cue is for queer, what up? Hey! <laughs> <laughs> but like... But yeah, it's... What, we're stopping... To, like, yeah. Yeah, it, that's the thing. It's like, go... If you trust me that I'm your friend... And again, this wasn't like night halting. It wasn't like I was put on public questioning. Sure. It was all... And it wasn't that big. Like, that's the thing. It wasn't that big a deal, but it was just such a thing that, like, stuck in my head. But it's, like, I don't know. At a certain point, it's, like, yeah, you really do need to just kind of step back and educate yourself, you know? Yeah. Excuse me. It's, like, yeah. There's certain people that I have come across in my life that are involved in things that I do not understand. And I don't want to make them feel weird or interrupt the flow of a good night where I could get to know this person as a person. And then I step away and it's like, okay, I'm going to learn about, I mean, it happens a lot in like the kink community. I'm going to learn about this kink and like what people do to stay safe or like, you know, if if I want to learn about the why I'm going to go to like a resource, I'm not going to sit there and grill this person while their dick's out, you know? like Yeah. (laughs) And like there's, uh, and there's again, a, a, and I think we'll this will kind of lead into the next part of this whole discussion is kind of sussing out the intention. But I think that the the other part of that is like finding out how willing the the person you're kind of posing all these questions to is to respond back about it. And it's different from someone asking someone about their favorite book or their favorite sports team, or, like, why they like wine, as to, like, why have you structured your entire life a certain way? Like, there's a certain, you know, because we've all had those moments, like, you know, you're at a party and someone's like, oh, I play trumpet. And I go, oh, my God, I play trumpet, too. And then you dive in on a whole bunch of stuff. But, like, that's different from, like, how have you structured the entirety of your life? Like. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, and. And I think in a lot of cases, sometimes, not in a lot, I think in some cases, in many cases that I've experienced, like, this is where intentionality comes into play. I think particularly as a woman with a lot of friends who have experienced infertility or trouble conceiving, there is a need for clarification, right? Like, are you child free or are you childless? And Mm -hmm. how can I be a friend? And I respect that, even if it's handled clumsily. And I do think that there was an element of that in this conversation, but it also, but to take it further and to like ask the whys and stuff, it, it's like, I just didn't want to, like nothing wrong with me. Yeah. And if there was, I don't know that I'd want to bring down the combo. Right. You know, like what, what <laughs> answers, what answers are you like, could like the, the the bad answers there are really bad answers <laughs> like yeah. the things that could be responsible for that in your mind right are probably yeah. really terrible so like yeah. why why do you want to tease that out of yeah. this person that you're addressing yeah. you know it's like terrible or or deeply personal and deeply right. intimate you know yeah. i i don't and, and, you know, in, in my case, and I think to some degree in your case, like when you have a partner and you're married, you're also kind of, not totally, but especially in this case, like kind of speaking on their behalf as well. And yeah. I think that's like, I don't want to, like, you're also asking, kind of, you're skirting questions about my relationship that maybe I don't want to divulge either. Right. And and it's hard to, because then, then you end up having, what I hate 
is even with good intentions, you have to be the heavy as the person being asked yeah. to like set those boundaries. And I hate that. I'm bad at that. I'm total chicken shit. I will let people walk all over me with questions and stuff and just be like, yeah, I'm an open book. And then I'll go on a podcast where I have an anonymous name and bitch about it. <laughs> <laughs> and, and bitch about it, yeah. Yeah. No, and, uh, you know, and again, like in the same way, I'm a very gregarious and social creature and and will find myself sometimes as someone who has enthusiasm about it. And I think you make a great point about the like distinction of like less and free, because I think we approach this sometimes with a bit of enthusiasm on the topic. Like, obviously, it's something that we've thought a lot about, that we've lived out, that we're trying to in our own ways not necessarily pathologize, but we're trying to to categorize. We're trying to investigate. To we're categorize trying to, and normalize. And yeah. Yeah. And, it's an and, identity that's worth exploring for sure. Yeah. And and like with that comes with like varying degrees of not a different, maybe some trauma, maybe some deep personal stuff, not the, necessarily a, a different version of the less conversation of which I have people in my life who it's still every single time it comes up is just heartrending. So it's like, let's, let's also try to put an umbrella around those friends of ours and that community that is immediately adjacent to us and, and just like depathologize all of it for yeah. their benefit as well, you know? Yes, because it's like, at the end of the day, there is just, however you go about having, like, whatever connections you forge in your life, whether they're biological or not, it's not really anyone's business. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, we need to normalize just, like, not caring. In the same way, it's kind of, like, so, okay, th- like, Follow me on this tangent for a moment. Yeah, let's but go. One of the way, yeah, one of the ways that I have found is better to connect with people in a new city, in a new state, in a pandemic, whatever, um, is not talking about jobs and work. So I don't mm-hmm. say what do you do when I meet people. I try to ask about their hobbies, ask about what drives them, their passions, their hearts. You know. Yeah. Um, and. It's really interesting because it's led me to form connections with people I may not have otherwise, you know, because I'm not focused on the immediate labels that come with knowing what someone's job is. And especially in a time that's like rife with unemployment and stuff. It was like, I read about it on some fucking blog. I'll see if I can find it, whatever. But it was just like a nice little challenge to myself to like kind of strip away some of the hyper competitive LA-ness that I came out here with. Mm-hmm. And it's been super helpful. And I think if we start doing that with people with regards to their family and stuff, like beyond the cursory, who's your tribe kind of question. Sure. Um, just normalize, like taking people for who they are and like seeing them without kind of the trappings of family status. Because I've met some people who are parents that don't kind of act like parents. And I don't mean that they're bad parents. It's just that they're really good at crafting an identity separate from their from- parental status. And it makes it really easy to be their friend, right? And it's like, that's so neat. And I want to support that person. And I've met people who are, you know, who have just like all different kinds of family structures. And, And it's like when you kind of remove that and you get to see the person, it's amazing the different types of people you're able to connect with, you know? Sure. I mean, for me, it's funny. This, this came up for me actually in the, in the context of work, but it's something I've noticed in kind of, of, um, tried to carry into my personal life as well, just did like a, a 
bucket ton of job interviews, all of which over Zoom, all of which with a bunch of people I didn't know, with like a, a panel of us who were hiring out a bunch of people. And I would always try in every interview as you're, you know, and again, that's a, a very interesting situation because federally mandated, there's a lot of questions you can't ask, right? There's a lot of things that you can't uh-huh. bring up, which is great because you're you're actually then trying to find ways to connect with human beings without, you know, because you can't, it's very bad if you fall into those problems, right? It's, it's, it's actionable yes. if you fall into those problems. But then you have to try to find ways to, again, get a sense of the person and their personality. And it, it, it was amazing to me, particularly on Zoom, particularly when you can't, it's harder to feel an energy in the room to get a little wooey about the whole thing, um, to try to find a question about a hobby, about an interest, about a, what, fa- what drives you, what fascinates you, just to see the light in the eyes pop up to see that beautiful moment of like I mean I remember one of them like we were kind of having this guy was very kind of just like and I could get trying to be very professional and all of a sudden we mentioned esports and this guy just eyes lit up and started talking about Overwatch and 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 then you're like okay so there it is that's you like that's the you of you and like that's where your personality is. And like, unless there's some sort of weird esports debacle I'm unaware of, like, Hey, there you go. And there's room for yeah. people to connect on those levels. Cause suddenly you guys have Matt Mercer in common. And then suddenly it's like, Oh, let's talk about games in general. And suddenly yeah. it's like, Oh, here's a person that I connect, you know, <laughs> and by the way, are you a sociopath that hates animals? That's going to like, what sneak into your yard. I don't know. Like, what am I going to like? What are you? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> and it's yeah I don't know I mean as someone who does bring up her dog like way too much uh I'm guilty of that but I also know when to back off you know yeah she's she's only slobbered on you once and I appreciate her for that <laughs> your dog is joy I don't know but it's okay that it's like I know she's not your thing that's why we go to your house to hang out when I lived in California you know yeah. <laughs> it's like <laughs> you're not a monster she kind of is like <laughs> right i just have there's a lot of poisonous materials and and glass around my place or and i appreciate that room, yeah you know i just got a new set of glassware that's all plastic for my sister for christmas it's great sounds right <laughs> <laughs> um yeah so that i mean yeah i mean i guess you've kind of we kind of talked about how to kind of deal with, I mean, we haven't really like, let me back this up. I'm, so we've kind of talked about people's intentions, but how do we kind of deal with these? What are your strategies for dealing with these in the wild? I mean, we I mean, both talked about how I'm chicken shit and mine's just like smile, not yeah, a bitch sure. on the podcast. But um, <laughs> Again, a reminder to myself is to, and however we're we address it and however we go about it, like let's first and foremost protect ourselves and protect the other people around us who are also living the life and not pathologize ourselves out the gate to to just ease everybody else's tensions, you know? Just yes. like you know, and I think we've talked a little bit in some of the other episodes about reactions to this from snark to just very just terse honesty like not in a mean way but not necessarily curt but just like yeah it's not a thing for me uh and just i think it's again 
and I, I try not to like we don't owe these folks anything but at the same time what is that intentionality where are they coming from what do you feel comfortable getting into in that moment and just saying and just making sure to stand a certain amount of your ground that there really isn't anything wrong with you like yeah. i think that even it's easy out is like oh i'm just crazy don't mind me like you know yeah but to say when in like, fact it's like i just didn't want them yeah but yeah i've thought long and hard about this and it's not my thing it's not for me yeah just yeah and i think it's also okay to just i mean you don't even owe them that you thought long and hard about it just didn't want them yeah there's nothing wrong with me i just didn't want them <laughs> any other uh any other secret tai chi energy bending maneuvers tiger that you have any other <laughs> god if i had them i would share with everyone i think maybe this is more my cry for help like hey guys i'm tired of being chicken shit about this listeners sure. you got anything Help yeah. us out. We need it, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> we are. We might be too nice. <laughs> That's true. I don't know. My my husband my husband just pulls out his vasectomy video. We do, were we to all have the vasectomy video just this just on guy, file, just ready to go. That's my favorite thing. It's just if someone asks him, he's just like, "Oh, I just didn't want kids, but do you want to see the video?" And it's like. Oh, no. Like, no one wants to see your nuts with a hole in them, bro. <laughs> the amount of people that say yes, though, is, like, fat. Like, the the person that says yes always ends up being a very dear friend because they're, like, the right kind of weird. <laughs> oh, sure. 100%. <laughs> and not to pathologize that, I just appreciate, like, you are objectively a weirdo if you're looking at someone's vasectomy video on their phone in the middle of a brewery. I'm, that's not pathology. That's just... You're sounds cool. Like a, you're cool, sounds, but you're fucking weird. <laughs> uh, sounds like a Gonzo-approved weirdo way to spend a Saturday night. I, I'm, I'm way into it. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, with that, dear listeners, uh, please do send us your uh, your suggestions at questions at notjustsleepingin.com. Mm-hmm. We are also on social media. Um, we're hoping to get more active again now that. I was going to say now that things have settled down, but they really haven't. We're just trying. We're trying. We're trying, gang. We're trying. <laughs> and we're, we're going to try to get some episodes out. We're going to try to be on the socials more. We'll see how it all goes. Because uh, we miss each other and we miss you. Uh, but yeah, yeah, come on out. How's how's your post-vax summers doing? And like, Tell us all about your slutty summer adventures. We're here. Uh, entertain us. We'll do the same. Help us through all the great yeah. mysteries of life. <clears throat> Maybe I'll share some of my poultry pornography with you guys. Oh my for god! For Lee's edification and for yours. Magical, absolutely magical. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, with that, uh, I'm Tiger, and I'm Lee. Spread love. Live your damn truth, and of course, have fun. Have sleeping fun in. sleeping in. Bye.